Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we begin a long, detailed study of the book of Acts. This week, Pastor Jim warms up with an introduction to this book written by Luke, Paul's personal physician. Please listen to today's portion of this week's message entitled, Acts, the Saga of Your Christian Family. There's another sense of transition, however, uh, from Judaism to Christianity, because in the days of Jesus, remember, it was the most radical leaders of the Jews who most radically opposed Jesus. And the perversion of Judaism that was developed primarily by the Pharisees gave way to the freedom and the forgiveness of new life in Christ as a new creature. And that freedom was a big deal, and it had to be maintained and defended beginning with the book of Acts, and especially at the Jerusalem Council and in our daily emails, we've been working through the book of Galatians. And Paul says, it was for freedom that Christ sets you free. Don't be enslaved again. So uh, there's two senses in which it's a transition from Judaism to Christianity, from the real thing to Christ and from the perverted thing to Christ. There's another one, the transition from the Mosaic law to the church age. Do you know Jesus never joined a church? It didn't exist. Okay? So the purpose of the law of Moses, as we've learned from Galatians 3, was to lead people to faith in Jesus Christ. Even for true believers, that transition required effort. Several aspects of the law of Moses separated Jews from Gentiles culturally. And it required time and a lot of teaching, a lot of patience, and a lot of effort to bring Jews and Gentiles together into one cohesive body, which we know as the church. There was also the transition from the ministry of Christ in the Gospels, He's the, he's the main figure, um, and he ministers and he teaches himself. But in the book of Acts, we have the transition that records um, what Jesus predicted in John chapter 20, verse 21, from his own ministry where he says, I was sent from the Father to the ministry of the apostles sent by Jesus to those who followed the apostles who were sent from places like Antioch and their ministry that is described in the epistles. And again, Acts is the bridge. Jesus casually mentioned the church for the first time in Matthew uh, chapter 16. By the time you get to the book of Revelation, He dictates seven personal letters to seven churches in seven cities. And most of those cities are mentioned in the book of Acts. It's all connected and it's all part of a transition. 
Then there's the transition from Israel being the, the center of everything to now the ministry goes to the entire world. Nearly all of the activity of God's plan of redemption through the Old Testament took place in the land of Israel. And it explodes from there in the book of Acts. Yes, yes, Acts begins in Jerusalem, uh, and it follows the spread of the gospel to Samaria and then to the remotest parts of the earth. Now, when Jesus comes again, he's going to establish his kingdom. Where will he be? In Jerusalem, on the throne of David, but he's going to rule over the whole world. And again, Jerusalem and Israel will be the focal point. But Acts describes the beginning of this era when the king is not physically present, but the word of his kingdom, the gospel, carries on through his servants to the whole world. That's a huge transition. And then you have the reasons for this transition. One reason is the gospel must go to the Jew first. I'm not ashamed of the God writes uh, I'm not ashamed of the gospel writes Paul for it's the power of God to the Jew first and also to the Gentile to whoever believes. Says that also in Acts 13:46 besides Romans 1:16. And what John describes in John 1.11, that his people rejected him, that had to be played out. The offer of salvation had to go to Israel. It was a, gen- a genuine offer, but the finality of her rejection also had to be recorded. And Acts records that transition as well. There's also the reason for this transition that the Jews... Even the believing Jews, especially the believing Jews, had to adjust to this new era in light of prophecy. I've shown you that uh, the Jewish mindset was that the next big event was going to be the arrival of the Messiah who would bring the kingdom to Israel right now. The church age was not revealed in the Old Testament. It baffled them. How could he be, how could this Messiah be this suffering servant and this glorious king? Which is it? Same guy. Two comings. But they couldn't see that because that was a New Testament revelation. So this transition was necessary in order for the believing Jews to learn about this age and how it relates to the prophecies for Israel that are not yet fulfilled. And interestingly, they are explained in quite some detail in Romans 9, 10, and 11. The book of Acts explains how that worked out in the beginning of the church. Another reason, it takes time to overcome resistance to change. Nobody typically reacts immediately, gloriously to change. If you're used to something and it gets upset, that's hard. It's normal for people to be uncomfortable with change. And the gradual unfolding of these monumental changes in the way God spread His Word uh, needed time for adaptation. 
Remember Peter? Peter, the apostle with the foot-shaped mouth, always blurting things out, always getting in trouble, always saying stupid things, denies the Lord three times, then he gets restored at the end of the, uh, of the Gospel of John. And you meet him in Acts. Oh, you're going to fall in love with Peter when you see him in Acts. He is dynamic. He is the man for the first 12 chapters of, uh, of the book of Acts. And, and in Acts chapter 10, of course it was to Peter, God gave this vision, Acts chapter 10, verses 9 through 17, that ended the dietary laws, which was a big part of what separated Jews and Gentiles. Remember, lowers the sheet, all the clean and unclean animals. He says, rise, kill, eat. And Peter says, no way, Lord. Took him a while, Follow down the page a little ways, and he's preaching to a group of Gentiles there with the believing Jews. Even for him to understand the meaning and to accept Gentiles as equals in Christ. And he had that bobble. Remember, Paul had to confront him, right? Records that in uh, Galatians chapter 2. The transition couldn't happen all at once. And finally, there was the need to reach different people without destructive division. How can you go to so many different people, so many ethnicities, so many different places, so many different customs, and, and bring about one unified body in Christ. It was, you'll see how massive it was when the gospel jumped the fire break and went to the Samaritans and then to the Gentiles. Oh my. Well, how do you introduce a book like that and find a stopping point? I don't see goosebumps on most of your arms right now. So... That's all for now. A word from our sponsor. Now, next Lord's Day, we're going to begin to learn about the first generation in the family tree of your Christian family. Even before we have the Holy Spirit come, Acts chapter 2, you're going to see astounding things in chapter 1. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this um, book among your great book. We pray that as we begin this study that you will help us to know our roots, that we realize they're connected to our anchor, which is our Lord, that you'll help us to know our history, that we will respect it and not despise it. I pray that you will help us to better know and understand the power of the Holy Spirit that you've sent to dwell in us. Pray that you will help us not resist your work today, because in many ways, there is still a transition. In every new place that the gospel goes, the body of Christ with that same transforming power of your word takes on a different look. Help us, Father, to know your plan for the ages so that we're not surprised as it continues to unfold in our lives. And Father, above all, Please grant us the privilege to see souls transformed in this era, in this place, in this town, by your Holy Spirit, working through your gospel as you've entrusted it to us to pass it on to those who come behind us. May they find us faithful, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.